All right, Matthew chapter 2. We talked a little bit Sunday about some prophecies being fulfilled. That's kind of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. And uh, starting tonight and the next couple of weeks leading up to the birth of Jesus, we'll be looking at different scriptures that talk about the birth of Jesus. Now, not necessarily in chronological order, uh, but we'll be looking at some of the different aspects of uh, the birth of Jesus. Now, tonight we'll be uh, in Matthew chapter 2. We'll read verses 1 through 8. And this was after the birth of Jesus. This would have been at the time that the wise men, or the magi, as some translations would say, uh, are, are on their way to find the, the Messiah who was born. They saw uh, the sign of the Messiah in the sky. They saw a star, uh, and that led them to Jerusalem, and, uh, or Bethlehem, I should say, uh, eventually to Bethlehem, uh, to find uh, the child. All right, we'll read and then we'll, we'll jump in, but let's pray first. Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that you just be with me as I preach and teach your word. I pray that you uh, keep my mind free of distractions and worries of the world. And I pray today that you just help me to preach and teach in a way that's going to be beneficial to your people and going to bring glory to you and going to help us just to realize the significance of, of the birth of your son. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, there's a lot of good questions that may be raised when we read this question, and that is, what are these wise men, these magi from the east, uh, doing coming looking for the Messiah? Now, these would have not have been God's people. They would have not been the Jewish people. Uh, so how in the world did they even know about the Messiah? Uh, how did they know to be looking for a star? And how did they take this, this star that they saw in the sky to be uh, the sign that the Messiah had been born? That's a good question for us to ask. Another good question is, they, they no doubt were probably wise men, obviously that's what we call them, and they probably would have known that the, that, that the people in Jerusalem already had a king. It was King Herod. And so it would seem odd that they were coming in from a, a, another place that would have probably taken them months to get to from where they were coming from to find Jesus. Jesus probably would have been around a year old at this time, maybe a little older by the time the wise men would have finally gotten there. And so here are these wise men, these magi, who are coming from the east, who saw this star in the sky, and they knew that it was a sign of the Messiah who was to come. Now, isn't that interesting that these men were looking for the Messiah? Now, it's hard to know exactly how they would have known that the Messiah was coming, but, but one theory, and the theory that I kind of lean toward accepting the most, is that uh, these magi would have heard about this during the time of Daniel. Now, I preached on that a couple of years ago. We talked about the magi during the time of Daniel, and obviously Daniel was a man that was well-respected during his time. He was a God-fearing man, and so there is a good chance 
that during Daniel's time of captivity in Babylon, which would have been to the east of Jerusalem, uh, during that time that these were taught about the coming Messiah. Now, whether they looked forward to the Messiah's coming, uh, whether they were uh, wanting to follow him, maybe in the same way that those faithful remnant of Jews were going to follow him, I don't know, but at least they did believe that the Messiah was coming, and they were looking forward to that fact that the Messiah was coming And they saw the star and they went to see, okay, we want to find this Messiah who has been born. And so they unexpectedly uh, came uh, to, to King Herod. Now, King Herod uh, was a pretty cruel man. Uh, cruel may be putting it lightly. He was a very murderous man. He had no problem murdering his own family, whom he thought was trying to kill him. Uh, so Herod uh, is, is a pretty evil character throughout history. Now, we won't get to this part of the scripture tonight, but as you uh, read on through Matthew chapter 2, you see just how evil he is by wanting to have all the children who were two years old and under killed because he was trying to kill the Messiah. He didn't want there to be a new king that was born because he was the king, and so he was trying to uh, cover himself so he could remain in kingship. And so going along with the number of days that the wise men said it had been since they had saw the star in the sky, uh, Herod said, all right, every, every, all the children, the male children, two years old uh, and under, uh, kill them all. That way he thought he was going to be sure to get rid of the Messiah. But his plan fell through. These wise men were wise, and it was revealed to them that Herod's heart was not in the right place. He had no desire to worship the child, as he said, But instead, he desired to destroy the child. Now, Satan had been trying to destroy the seed and destroy Jesus uh, from the get-go. And here, as Jesus was was a newborn or, or, or a young baby at the time, Satan was still working to try to thwart God's plan to destroy baby Jesus. But he was unsuccessful. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, I think that tells us something about these wise men. They didn't just come to see him. They came to worship him. Now, that language leads me to believe that, that, they, that they knew what they were coming for. Even though they may have not been uh, Jewish by their blood, they had no doubt heard about the Messiah that was coming, and they believed what they heard enough to the fact that they were coming to worship him. Now, I don't think anybody would worship someone unless they thought they were significant, unless they, were, they thought they were worthy of worship. And here these magi, or these wise men, were coming to see this Messiah who was born because their desire was to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed. Now, that that's, that's, goes along with King Herod's character. He was deeply disturbed. It seems as though he would have been excited. Now, he should have known. If these men from the east had known that the Messiah was coming, and they weren't even God's chosen people that the prophecies came to, if they knew that the Messiah was coming and were actively looking for the Messiah to come, then surely King Herod should have known, and perhaps he did in some degree, uh, as we see in the verses to come, but he wasn't looking for the Messiah, and he certainly wasn't excited about the Messiah. Now, that's a good thing for us to, to kind of gauge our own life. When we, when we hear about Jesus, 
uh, is their excitement. Now, we're not hearing about Jesus coming the first time. Jesus has already come, but that still should bring some excitement into our life when we hear about the Messiah who has come and who has given his life for us. Uh, Herod didn't have any excitement. He was disturbed. It said all of Jerusalem with him. Now, perhaps all of Jerusalem was disturbed, maybe because they knew his character. They knew how evil he was. Maybe they knew he was going to be upset and it would cause problems for them. I don't know exactly why it said that Jerusalem was disturbed, uh, but there were some, no doubt, in Jerusalem who were also looking for the birth of the Savior. We see that with Anna, the prophetess, and uh, Simeon. We see that later on, uh, or, or maybe earlier, I'm not sure where it falls in and with these scriptures, but we saw uh, them looking forward to the birth of the Messiah. So there were at least some in the area who were looking for the Messiah, but it said that all were disturbed. Now, maybe they were disturbed uh, for the same reason Herod was, or maybe they were disturbed for a different reason and their fear of Herod and what he would do upon hearing this news. Verse 4, So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. Now, this lets us know that King Herod had some knowledge that there was going to be a Messiah that was going to be born, that there was going to be the king of the Jews who was going to be born, but he didn't know enough about it to know where it was, but he knew something about it, so he called in the chief priest and he said, hey, about that Messiah, where was he supposed to be born again? And in verse 5, in Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Now, these men that knew this scripture, they got it. They obviously knew the prophecy about the Messiah who was coming, and they even were able to determine that, hey, this verse from way back in Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, is talking about the Messiah is going to be born in Bethlehem. So these men had a, a pretty vast knowledge of prophecy. They had, a, they had a knowledge of God's Word and were even able to prof, properly decipher it. They even knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And so it, it's kind of odd to me to imagine that they could get some things right, but yet ultimately many of them would miss the very Messiah that these verses were talking about. Now, it points out uh, Bethlehem to the people here, and that was a few miles away from Jerusalem. It wasn't too far away, probably five or six miles, I heard. I haven't measured it, but uh, it wouldn't have been terribly far from Jerusalem. So the king hears from his chief priest where the Messiah is to be born. He's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. Now, based on the wording here uh, that, that Bethlehem uh, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. Perhaps Bethlehem wasn't uh, looked upon as, as a bigger, better city. Uh, maybe for us, we look at some cities in our, in our world today and say, boy, that's a big fancy city. And we look at other places and we say, oh, those people, they live in the sticks. They're a bunch of rednecks. Or perhaps people say those things about us. When I went to Buffalo, uh, there was a, a, a discussion that, that started out about technology. And I chimed in about a few things, and they kept asking questions, and I kept saying more, and they were amazed. And one of the guys said twice, he said, I just ain't believing this, that a guy from Liberty, Mississippi is teaching me about technology. And they were shocked. Why? Because what's little podunk Liberty, Mississippi? What good could come from Liberty, Mississippi? 
And that's kind of the same view that the people had of Nazareth, where Jesus grew up. Even his very disciples who would eventually follow him upon hearing the news, one of them said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, I don't know if Bethlehem was on the same level, but the language here that Bethlehem would by no means be the least of the cities leads me to believe that Bethlehem maybe wasn't uh, looked at favorably or as high as some of the other cities. But lo and behold, just as Micah had prophesied in Micah 5, 2, and these chief priests recognized, and the wise men had acknowledged from way over in the east, the Messiah was born in Bethlehem. Because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7, Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. Now, Herod's intent sounds good here. So he summons the wise men secretly and he says, Oh, well, if you've come looking for the Messiah and the Messiah was supposed to be born in Bethlehem, we know the Messiah's coming. He's going to be nearby. I want you guys to go out and look for him. And when you find him, come back, because I want to go see him too. Now, that was a lie. Herod had no desire to see the Messiah except for to kill the Messiah. He did not want to go worship the Messiah like the wise men did. Now, we don't know how many wise men there were. Now, I know it's, 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 it's tradition, at least in our Christmas programs, that we say uh, that there were three wise men. Now, there may have been three. There may have been two. There may have been 200. There may have been 300. We just don't know how many wise men there were. But we know that there were some who came to seek the Messiah. Now, they might not have been wise to, to, to Herod's plan here. Maybe they didn't know Herod well enough from being hundreds of miles away wherever they would have been from. Perhaps they didn't know what Messiah's, uh, what the, what, excuse me, what King Herod's uh, plan was. And so they went on their way to uh, find the Messiah. I wasn't going to read any further, but let's go. We're we having a good time. Verse 9. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen in the east. Now, this star that they saw in the east, uh, it's hard for us to know exactly what that star was. Now, there are, there are many who, have, who study the stars and who uh, backtrack through time and say, oh, this event could have happened at that time, or this comet could have been coming through, and perhaps what they saw was just a, a natural phenomenon that happened from time to time. And that's true. God could have used a natural uh, event, something that would have uh, lit up the sky, something bright that would have called their attention to it, and, and maybe they saw that as a sign. It's very possible that God could have used something natural. Uh, it's also very possible that God could have used something supernatural, that he could have placed some light there by whatever means he chose to in some supernatural way. Perhaps it was an angel. Perhaps it was something that was there for a little while because they saw the star or the light and they, they came to Jerusalem, but then they didn't know where to go after that. And then it says in this verse that they saw the star again and they began to go to where that star was. Now, uh, there are many people in this world who are able to navigate by the stars. It's amazing to me that people can do that, especially sailors. I don't know if that's a common technique in this modern technology age, but there were no doubt throughout the years people who used the stars to navigate. 
but even the best of the best person, uh, I wonder if they could use a star to navigate to a specific house in a specific town. The stars are millions of miles away. And so that's one thing that leads me to believe that perhaps this was a supernatural light. Because they weren't looking at a star that was just going to bring them to a general area. They were looking at a star that brought them to the specific house which the child Jesus Christ was in. It could have been a star naturally. It could have been a supernatural star. We just don't know that. But we know whatever it was, God put it there at that time. And the wise men were wise enough to know that it signified and symboled and showed them where that the Messiah was born. In verse 8, it led them till it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Isn't that beautiful? These, these wise men traveled from probably hundreds of miles away to seek the Messiah. When they saw the symbol in the sky, the star that showed them where the Messiah was, they were overjoyed to see where the Messiah was. And they found the Messiah and they saw his mother and they saw the child and they worshiped the child. Now it also says here, if, if we, if we just, just kind of give us another uh, little clue that they weren't there upon Jesus' birth, that in verse 11, that they entered the house. It doesn't say that they entered the area where the manger was, which is the language we see upon Jesus' birth. And so uh, this would lead me to believe, and perhaps you too, uh, that the place that they entered was a different place than where Jesus was born. So this would have taken some time for these wise men to get here. But they did. They made it. They found the Messiah that they were looking for, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Not only did they seek to, to come and worship the Messiah, but they brought gifts that were worthy of a king. Now, some would say that all of these gifts are representative of a, of a certain thing, and maybe they are or, or maybe they're not. But these things that they brought were some of the most precious things that they would have been able to get their hands on at the time. And that shows how serious they were, in my opinion, to, to, to acknowledge and know that this child that was born, he wasn't just another child. He was the Messiah. He was the one that the prophecies had talked about, and they traveled all that way to come and find Jesus Christ. And when they found him, and they worshiped him. And they found him because they were looking for him. Now, there may be some in this room, or there may be some that we know, and they, they, they say, I don't believe in Jesus Christ, or Jesus isn't helping me, and, and I've been, uh, you know, Jesus had never done nothing for me, and I don't, I don't know if Jesus really exists. Well, the reason that we may not have found Jesus or others may not find Jesus in their time of need is because we may not be looking for him. Sometimes the first place we need to look is the last place we do look. Jesus is right there under our nose and we don't even realize it. It's like when we're looking for our keys and we've looked everywhere that we can look except for where we need to look. 
And they're right where they left them. And Jesus is right there. Jesus is right there calling out to us. God gives us not a star in the sky, but He gives us a book full of His words to lead us to the Messiah. Words that from front to back lead us to Jesus Christ. And if we seek Jesus Christ, we will find Him. And when we find Him, we need to do just as the wise man did. We need to seek the Messiah knowing who He is, and we need to fall down and worship Him. This is a beautiful story. This is a beautiful reminder in the birth of Christ of just how humble our Savior is. It's a good reminder that God does not do anything the way that we human beings do anything. He does everything just the opposite of the way that we would do it. And of all places and all ways that Jesus could have been born, He was born in a manger. He was born in the little town of Bethlehem. Just as crazy as it would seem, even crazier than a guy from Mississippi knowing about technology was at the Messiah, the Savior of the world, would be born in the little town of Bethlehem and would be raised as a carpenter's son in the town of Nazareth. God just chose a simple plan for the Messiah. He chose a simple plan for Jesus. But those who recognized who he was, they came to him and they worshiped him. They followed him and they served him. It started early on with the shepherds and the wise men and it continued on uh, throughout his ministry. There were some who missed the Messiah. There were some who wanted to get, a, uh, get away from him and get rid of him and didn't want anything to do with him. There were some just like Herod that failed, to, that failed to, to follow him. Even if they knew God's word, they still didn't submit to him. But yet there were others who had an eye looking forward toward the Messiah. They believed what God's word said. They trusted God and they looked for the Messiah. And when they did, they found him. And the same is true for us tonight. When we look for Jesus, we'll find him. There may be something going on in your life and you may have been looking in the wrong places, but I want to tell you Jesus is right there waiting and he wants you to find him. Let's pray. God, I come to you tonight. I thank you for these good words and I pray that you help us to see, dear Lord, just how you work through the birth of your son, dear Lord. You, you just keep it simple. You don't do anything extravagant, dear Lord. You uh, bring the Savior of the world from little old Bethlehem, dear Lord God, and and uh, help us not to overlook that. God, help us not to ever overlook the fact that you can use us. Help us not to overlook the fact uh, or, or, or think that we're not good enough because of where we're from or, or what we have or don't have or what we can do or can't do. Dear Lord, your word just shatters any, any expectations we have. God, you can do anything with anything because all things are possible with you, dear Lord. So I pray that you help us to seek Jesus with all our heart. I pray that you help us to, to worship him in the same way that the wise men did, dear Lord. And we don't give him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but God, we do need to give Jesus the best we have. And maybe sometimes it is our physical possessions. And God, most importantly, it's our heart. And I pray that if there's one in this room that's never given Jesus their heart, that tonight that they would do so that they would recognize him as king, that they would seek him and they would find him just as these wise men did, and that they would fall down and worship him, dear Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.